everybody. Welcome to a special Out of Character. I'm your host, Ryan Satin. This week, this episode, we're doing a special Survivor Series prediction. Survivor Series War Games. Huge pay-per-view coming up. Huge weekend ahead. But I didn't want to do predictions alone this time. I wanted a partner in crime to do them with. I wanted someone to argue with. I love having someone to argue with. And if I want someone to argue with, there's no one better than my former co-host at Wrestling Sheet Radio from the Outlaw Nation channel and the host of Strong Style Live. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the set, the Outlaw, John Roca, what up, my man? What's up, my man? Great to see you. Kind of feels so good to be on the opposite side of the desk as you again. Once more, let's get it. Where's the steel chairs? Aren't we supposed to? Come I on. like how you what say that right as some of us in the steel chairs right there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, if you've only watched me here at Fox Sports, I did have a previous life of doing other <laughs> things, and I used to work uh, at Pro Wrestling Sheet Wrestling Sheet Radio when I started working there uh, at when Collider bought my website. Uh, I started working there in an office again rather than at home, and I wanted to do these recap shows, and one of the first people that walked up to me in the office was Mr. Roca over sure. here, and John said, hey, man, if you're doing any wrestling content, I'm a huge fan. Let's chat. Let's do stuff, and I immediately glommed on to him because I love getting that free labor, so... <laughs> <laughs> So I asked him to join me, and honestly, man, I have really missed getting to chat with you. I yeah. know we still text, we still talk. Yeah, yeah. I, I see your horrible takes sometimes, <laughs> strong style live. Ditto. No, yeah. <laughs> but uh, and I'm like, oh, poor Aaron over there, you know. But but uh, no, really, I've missed you because I think that you know uh, what the reason I wanted John on here, the reason I wanted to bring you here is because as much as we would argue, as much as we typically didn't always see eye to eye on yeah. things, uh, the reason I wanted you here is because I've always felt like. Even when I didn't see eye to eye with John, he always had reasoning behind all of his takes. He always had some sort of truth in there. And I'm like, well, I can't. I mean, he's got reasoning behind everything. And so you can't hate on that. And so really, man, I appreciate you being here today. Thanks for having me, man. I'm looking forward to it. And this is a great show. I've watched your stuff. So I'm excited to be on the set. It's great to see how, how the cheese gets made. So I'm down. I'm ready. I know. And we're real fancy today. I know. We got things, this is nice. Things a little different today. We got the cool uh, tweets popping up on the board. We got footage going on. I love it. I'm very excited. Let's just get right into things, it. though. First and foremost, Survivor Series yeah. War Games. Before we break into the matches and go breaking it down segment by segment, yeah. we got Survivor Series War Games, and it's replacing the typical Survivor Series elimination matches. Uh, do you prefer this change to them doing the traditional Survivor Series match? You know, it's a great question. Here's the thing. Back in the old days, I loved the old format, right? That's how you first, at least I became a wrestling fan. That old format, you love the teams getting together. Go back and watch those old promos. They're hilarious. But you got to change with the times. War Games, NXT's really brought War Games back in such a powerful way. So to combine them both, it, and War Games, of course, connected back to WCW. So you've got great legacy combining both things into one here. And I think fans were waiting for something a little more brutal, a little more fun to dive into. And I love the idea that they're putting War Games on it. it just just hearing that name makes you think this is going to be a brutal brutal match yeah I, I completely agree with you and I think that the Survivor Series of old had kind of gone away yeah. as it was yeah, yeah. it had morphed into this Raw versus Smackdown and sometimes NXT format and I never really felt like the brands were like like brand supremacy or loyalty mm -hmm. was ingrained in the shows enough to feel like anyone truly cared about Raw versus SmackDown. Right. I'd much rather these blood feuds going on or, you know, the the uh, long feud that's gone on for three months yeah. kind of having a cap to it. And that's really what we're getting with, with this event. I mean, there's a lot of show, there's a lot of 
matches here that yep. even though there's only been a two-week build from the last PLE, um, I think that a lot of these matches have been built up over time for the past three months since Triple H came yeah. aboard. Yeah, yeah. And what's great is that this feels old school in the, in the old school Survivor Series format because you get a main bunch of people and then they bring on a couple of people who didn't normally connect with these people or not normally part of the faction but they're involved here because someone on the other side has issues with them so they've done a great mix as i said from the uh, from the past and the present of both sides ww the old wwf and wcw and this speaks to the genius of triple h to make this happen because he understands how much the fans love the legacy just like he does of pro wrestling so it's smart all across the board that's been actually one of the things that Triple H, you can see, has has been doing since he came aboard, to in a small way yeah. of trying to pay more uh, attention and, and and more respect to the history of yep. pro wrestling, not just WWF or WWE, um, but but pro wrestling a, as a whole. Yep. I think that we've seen Michael Cole now talking about other companies. Yes, um, we've seen. You know the the talking when they did the United States title I was package. Say, the U.S. title package was fantastic. Right? Yep, exactly. Yep. And they and and just kind of rebuild the 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 importance of the United States title seems like it's because he respects like the history of pro wrestling as it is. Mm -hmm. So yeah. let's talk about the matches now. Okay. Let's, let's get let's, into it. Let's get into it. Let's talk about it. The first match I want to discuss is the women's war games match. We got Bailey, Dakota Kai. Io Sky, Nikki Cross, and Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, Asuka, Mia Yim, and one more partner who will be revealed on SmackDown this week. Uh, that, that's what we'll say. I'm like, I don't want to tell you guys what day we're filming this. This week. It'll be revealed this week uh, on SmackDown. First, before we get into that, let's do a brief rundown yeah. of the rules in case there's anyone who doesn't watch NXT that isn't familiar with the history of pro wrestling that only watches WWE. Let's quickly just break down these rules real fast. And it's what they've done in NXT this whole time. So you got two teams who will be contained in separate cages with one member of each team starting the match. After five minutes, a member from the advantaged team will be released to enter the match. And then after a three-minute period, alternating members from each team will enter the cage until all competitors are inside the cage. Mm. Now, for this women's match, we've already seen the advantage is going to team damage control. Yep. Rhea won the advantage for her team. Now, once all competitors have entered, War Games officially begins. And the only way to win the match is by pinfall or submission. Right. Got it all out. Okay, so, uh, like I said, they, uh, Bianca says their fifth member, their surprise fifth member, yeah. is going to be revealed on SmackDown this week. Uh, on my Roundup podcast, mm -hmm. I laid out some of the options. Okay. Uh, I didn't give my full prediction yet because I was waiting till I was here. <laughs> uh, I was waiting till you and I could discuss because there's a lot of options here. And I think, all right, so here's, here's the four that I laid out. And you tell me if you think there's another. Okay. These are who I think the top four options are. Candice LeRae is the safe choice, yes. I think. Uh, Becky Lynch is the choice that makes the most sense because of the fact that she got taken out of action mm -hmm. by damage control. We haven't seen her since. I think the wild card is Beth Phoenix yeah, because of her history going on with Rhea Ripley and Rhea saying that she had... Put, to, put put her to bed. She 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 put her out of action for good. And I think the last one, which is what the big speculation is, <laughs> looks like the one that you're most hoping it is. 
is Sasha Banks. Yes. I think that's the last one. It's in her hometown. Yeah. Uh, she posted a thing on social media making it seem like she might be coming back to wrestling or coming back to doing something of some sort in the public eye again. And I think that with all the returns that we've seen since Triple H came back, you know that Sasha Banks is one that's important to him. Yeah. You know, Sasha Banks is someone oh, yeah. who was a big part of NXT, much like Bray Wyatt, much like Seth Rollins, yeah. much like a lot of the people he is pushing right now. Johnny Gargano. Yeah, and so just I like Triple H, she has that connection to, like, she respects wrestling's legacy, so they're on the same page about how to approach this kind of stuff for sure. I still think, with all that being said, yeah. I think it's going to be Becky Lynch. That seems to be the odds-on favorite. A lot of people feel this way. And it's true because Becky, oh, it's true that people feel this way, because Becky might be playing a game with us. She might be swerving us. Remember, she's come out in, video, in uh, interviews recently saying, you know what, I'm better as a heel. I'm really good as a heel or whatever. So I like that idea that she wants to come out and do that. Uh, and swerve the fans, and then she shows up. And remember, there was all that controversy. You were there in, in in person to see Becky Lynch come back against Bianca in the 28 seconds and all of that. So there was a lot of drama around that. What better way to close the circle than to have her come back helping Bianca in, in fighting damage control? That being said, Sasha Banks is my choice. She is also swerving us. You know, she took out some trademarks recently. She said something really big is coming. Imagine the explosion in the auditorium when she shows up in her hometown as the fifth member. And you worry, well, why isn't she coming back with Naomi? We'll see. I've got some ideas that Alexa Bliss might not even get in that cage, that she might get distracted by a little Bray Wyatt situation. And now we've got Naomi and Sasha coming back. That's your five because we've seen in War Games and NXT, remember uh, uh, a certain somebody who got uh, Tegan Knox who got destroyed before she ever got in the cage. So that's there is a history of that happening in War Games. So that's my prediction of what I think is going to happen. That's not fair. John took a conversation that we had off camera and he knew my rebuttal was going to be. How dare in, you? What? Our, <laughs> I would had, never. He already had a rebuttal to what I was going to say. But honestly, great point because thank you, man. I didn't think about the fact I was watch, when I was watching Raw. This week, yeah. Uh, when I was watching Raw this week, I there was a there was a comment that was made on commentary. Yes. They said comment on commentary. It makes sense, but the announce team made a comment that stood out to me, and I, and I didn't understand the reasoning behind it. But they said like she looked. They said Alexa Bliss looks kind of distracted. She was also standing separate away from the other three when they were standing out there. So a lot of people feel like she's a bit not connected 100% and, with this situation. And if you remember a few weeks ago, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, yeah. but she was doing that interview uh, backstage yes. and the Bray Wyatt thing quickly flashed on the screen too. Yep. And I do think there is going to be more there between them. I do think yeah. that that was intentional to set up something and I don't know what's going to happen, but that's a good that's a good point. I mean, if it's going to happen, this is where you do it. Because that was going to be my rebuttal. Which what I said to John before was I was yeah. like, well, if Sasha Banks comes back, yeah. you'd think she has to come back with Naomi right. since they, they have been gone together this whole time. They've been going to premieres attached at the hip. It's, it's a fair point, but this is how you bring them back. And that's why you lay the groundwork of the Alexa Bliss stuff right ahead of time. You could even actually do the opposite. So they said that, they were, they said that the fifth member is going to be announced on SmackDown. Yeah, yeah, yeah you could have Naomi announced as the fifth member. Right. So that a fifth member gets announced. And actually, it's the opposite of what you just said. Right. Alexa gets taken out, and in Boston, and then she still comes out as who, a surprise at the end. Who comes in to save the day but Sasha Banks. That's a great way to bring her back. And, and especially if you hear that Naomi's back, already, you go, okay, well, if, if Naomi's back, then right. Sasha's probably back, too. The anticipation builds. I could actually, that's very. That's a good, 
That was good. This is someone should write this down. Is this being taped? You actually gave me credit for a point. You guys someone write this, this right? down for you guys. Put the, all right, this is on tape. We're good. Uh, quick question yeah. before we get to the predictions. I'm wondering, damage control. Damage yes. control has really been a focal point of Monday Night Raw mm. since Triple H took over the the. Dakota uh, was her coming back. Right, was Dakota one of the Kai. First people that came yep. back of Triple H. Um, they, you know, Bailey has really kind of been the leader of this yeah. group and has gotten this big push. But online, I see this divide. Yeah, I see this divide in people where some people are loving Damage Control. Some people feel like it's not working right. for them. You and I have not discussed this. You and I haven't talked about. We it. have not. We haven't talked about things well. I, I, I haven't seen what you've said about this on on your own podcast. So I'm wondering, <laughs> where, where where do you lie in all this? Is damage control working for you? Uh, it's not 100 percent working for me, unfortunately. But I but I think it's no fault of the people involved, right? Bailey is the goat. People might argue Bailey is the goat. Uh, Eo Sky is fantastic. I mean, so many incredible matches that she's delivered. Dakota Kai is great. I mean, a great legacy in NXT. But there's just not that chemistry there. It feels a little weird, and I don't know what it is 100% that's not working, but I don't think it's as over as they wanted it to be over. It's not NWO over or DX over or anything like that, and you're wondering why. And I just think maybe sometimes you put people together that don't have the right chemistry 100%, even though they're great individually, they just don't vibe 100% together. It's not from the lack of trying. I think they're all trying, but it's also kind of confusing. you got Dakota Kai like smiling and laughing and clapping and jumping up and down. You're like, why are you doing that if you're a heel? If you're supposed to be a heel, there should be more of a brutal, kind of vicious, evil streak to you. And we're not really seeing that. And so Bailey can do that with her eyes closed, doing the great conversion. And also with EO Sky, we're not really seeing that as well. So I think there just has to be some tweaks and some changes. And there were a lot of rumors that they felt they were going to move damage control off and put Bailey with uh, Sasha and Naomi. But I don't think that's going to happen now, clearly. So... We'll see, but I just don't think 100% the chemistry is there, and I think that's what the fans are sensing, which is why it's not 100% over, even though all of them are incredible wrestlers. Yeah, I think you worded it well in terms of, like, it's not to any fault of the performer. No. Or even to the fault of the booking, because I yeah. feel like they've been booked really strong. Agreed, 100%. And, and I think one of the only missteps of the group in general, booking-wise, yeah. was when they didn't win... The, the, the women's tag titles right away. Initially, right. Initially. And yeah. then they had the kind of fumble back and forth, right. and then they won it at, at Crown Jewel. So I do think that was part of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also the fact that it's been three months now, and Bailey still hasn't won the women's title yet either. Yeah, that, and, and I think that's how you save damage control if you have them turn on Bailey down the road because they say – you're you can't lead us. You can't even win the big title. You brought us together and you can't even get the job done. We've seen that happen many times where people, I mean, we just saw it happen at Disney, right? You with people below you, they will take you out at the, if you're at the top. So I mean, that's the way it works. That would that it's not the it's not the um it's not unusual to have that in wrestling, to have the faction turn on the leader. Uh, near I, may, may I bring up the Nation of Domination? That's how the rock took over with Farouk getting kicked out by the Nation of Domination. That can happen here. And that's how you can turn them even more heel is to turn Bailey face. That would be fantastic. Bailey's gonna get Bob Chapicked to get to get <laughs> to become basically. baby face. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's ever gonna. I don't think he got a baby face turned out of that. I know it's no. always gonna be the baby face. Yeah, I agree is the best baby face. Exactly. Uh, I don't know. You know, I wonder if Bailey as a as a face 
could work again. You know, it's been a while. But since not the seen. hugger face. It would be like the stone cold face. It would be that kind of position. Because if Becky's not coming back, someone's got to fill that slot. And Bailey, I think, is more than equipped to do that. Interesting. I, I mean, I would definitely like to see yeah. something like that from Bailey for sure. All right, let's yeah. get into the final predictions okay. here of this match. Uh, the women's war game. So, like I said, we got damage control, Nikki Cross, and Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, Asuka, Michin. And, yeah. and I said Mia Yim before. I'm still going to have to get used to that one. Yeah. And one more surprise partner. So let's talk about it. I'll go first. I'm going to say that I think Team Damage Control is winning this one. I yeah. think Team Damage Control is winning this one. Like we said, they need that serious push. Yeah. They need the serious push. They need those wins. They need to be taken seriously yeah. here. So I'm going with Team Damage Control. What about you? Uh, I think I'm going to go Team Damage Control as well. I can't believe we're agreeing on this. I'm totally going with Team Damage Control as well. I think they're going to win here. And I think either Bianca or Asuka eats the pin because this is going to be Bailey's last attempt to get the title. This is going to motivate the possibility of Bailey to go for the title. And then we're going to see what they do because if she loses again, then maybe what I just predicted may happen where damage control turns on her and beats her up, kind of like the Outsiders beat up Hogan after he turned and shook uh, The Rock's hand after that WrestleMania 18. I completely agree with you. If they, if if Bailey doesn't lead them to the promised land here and hold up her end of the uh, her end of the bargain, yeah. I also think they're going to have to eventually turn on yeah. her. And we know Dakota Kai is down oh my God. to turn on one of her friends in a heartbeat. She loves it. She Ask loves Tegan it. Knox. Yeah, yeah, she loves it. So, yeah, okay, so we're both on uh, here. And I agree with you. I think that... Uh, Bailey pins Bianca to, yeah, to get probably. to get uh, another title shot. I think all of damage control lasts in the match. Yes, too, I think so too. To Absolutely. really make them seem 100%. dominant, uh, I think that yeah, I think that we're gonna get a, we're gonna get them. Yeah, that's who gets the pin. Bia- Bailey over Bianca. Yeah, because that makes the fans get even more excited for a third matchup between them so quickly. Is uh, B- uh, Bailey getting the pin on Bianca? You're absolutely right there. Okay, let's go into this next match. Let's go into AJ Styles. Versus Finn Balor. Oof. Uh, AJ Styles versus Finn Balor. It's been a while since we've seen them one on one. They've had a classic match before. Yeah, TLC. Years. Was that 2017? 2017, TLC, yeah. What is time? That pandemic, man. <laughs> that pandemic made time go by real, like, what is slow, <laughs> but like at the same time, you go, like, the other day when I was watching the Walking Dead finale. Oh, yeah. I was like, this was, I was like, the last time I watched this was in 2000. 20 or 2018 i was like mm. man time really fa- went by fast uh okay back to the match sorry not walking dead we're here to talk about aj <laughs> styles versus finn balor yeah. uh, do you think that this is the end for judgment day versus the oc i think it is i hope it is the end i, I think it's been a good run and we've had some good matches and i like the back and forth that they've had but we've kind of hit the wall here i think so someone has to because you know that with wrestling eventually the program hits its natural end and this feels like we're hitting the natural end of this situation. So yeah, 100. percent I think uh, I think AJ I think a Finn Balor rather gets the win here over AJ Styles. The Prince getting it done with the Prince who was promised to take over Bullet Club. It's going to be the Prince who wins it once and for all because I think Triple H is behind Judgment Day, and Judgment Day is one of the things that he's kind of turned around.
around and made really, really work. Loved it. The most recent Raw. Loved the promo between uh, Finn and Sheamus. That was great, the back and forth. So I think that's what the the I think that's how it's going to go down this time. It's crazy how he's made Judgment Day a full 180 from yes. what it was before. They're they're not all like gothy. They're just like cool. Yep. They gel well together. I also dude, those wings in the Titan Tron look so cool. That's badass. Yeah, yeah, it looks badass for sure. Uh I also see okay. Trying to remember what I sent my producer here at this point because <laughs> I love this. Because I I think that I was so I was on a certain path and mm -hmm. I've been thinking about this, but then I saw a stat this morning that really made me like do a second guess on my second guess oh, wow. myself on this one. Okay. Because apparently AJ Styles has lost his past 10 pay-per-view matches. Yeah. That's a lot of pay-per-view matches. Okay. Um, so I think I too thought this was going to be the end of things. Yeah. And I too thought that it has to end with Balor on top. But there's a few, there's still a few like holdups here. There's one big holdup. Okay. And that was like this whole feud centered this last most recent part of the the whole feud. Right, right. The last right. most recent part of things was really like the Rhea problem. Yeah. What, the Rhea problem this, the Rhea problem that. And we, even though Meechin yeah. is in the War Games match with Rhea, I don't know if it necessarily, like, is the end of the feud because they still have that kind of loose thread hanging. So let me throw something out there. Unless you've got the prediction. Have you got the prediction? Yes, I do. Okay. No, 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 no. no. Throw your thing out, though. Okay. This is what I, th if, if we're going to keep it going, this is how you keep it going. AJ Styles wins. Just like I was talking about with damage control, then the Judgment Day starts to look at Finn Balor and question whether he's the right leader. Edge has been sitting out there injured. Edge coming back to take over Judgment Day from Finn Balor and then going full heel, that's possible. The only issue is you've got to figure out the Beth Phoenix-Rhea Ripley situation. If you can figure that out and smooth that out, then it can happen. But if Finn loses here, I, I in my mind, it's because they're beginning the process of moving him out as a leader of Judgment Day. What if it's All right. Here's what, here's yeah. what I'm going with. I'm going right into my prediction right. here. I'm going right into my prediction here. I think AJ Styles wins this one. Wow. With help from Edge. Okay. Because that solves both of our problems. That makes here. sense. If Edge, if there's a cheap, if there's a cheap win here, yeah. it technically will keep things alive. It won't be the end of AJ versus Finn because we'll need a more definitive finish I think between them but okay. I do think that that gets us out of this without Finn losing too much if this is when Edge comes back we haven't seen Edge since they took him out again and Rhea excuse me and Edge and Beth they have to get involved again at some point yeah yeah, yeah right it was leading to that if she's not, if Beth's not going to be in War Games it's one of your predictions yeah. you made if she's not going to be the fifth member there because I don't think she is because Meechin basically handles the Rhea Ripley situation then yes it's very possible what you're talking about could happen but I still think Finn Balor takes this one, absolutely. I'm going AJ Styles. All right. I'm going AJ Styles. You're going Finn Balor. Always like take the prince. That's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to this third match on the card. Ronda Rousey versus Shotzi. Now, this is Shotzi's biggest opportunity yeah, yeah. yet. I'm a huge fan of Shotzi. I think that Ditto. there is a ton of star potential in Shotzi. I think that Shotzi is someone, if given the opportunity will thrive in that. Yep. But I have seen 
I have seen talk online of, of some people, similar to the damage control thing, a divide, uh-huh. where I see some people being like, hell yeah, Shotzi getting that title shot. And some people are like, I don't know, did Shotzi really earn her way there yet? Is mm-hmm. she at that point in her career where she should be getting, where she could be seen on a level playing field right. as a Ronda Rousey? Where do you stand in that? I like Shotzi as a wrestler. I love they gave her a tank back. That was yes. great to see that back finally. A good buildup to finally get that tank back. She's great. I think let's deal let's deal with the truth here with pro wrestling. Wins and losses matter and then don't matter. I mean, do you want to look at the Miz's record? I mean, for God's sakes. So it's it's about what sells. And I think Triple H sees Shotzi as a potential superstar and maybe she wasn't booked the best or maybe things just didn't work out uh, under previous ownership. And so having him step in and maybe try to redeem her a little bit, give her a shot. I also think Ronda's still learning how to be a pro wrestler. She's she's advanced pretty fast considering the time frame she's been in. But putting her in with a veteran like Shotzi to see what they can do together, if they've got great chemistry together, I think it's a smart move. Plus, it's a good showcase for Shotzi to be seen by the fans in a high premier um, match to see what she can do, and it's smart. Because if she comes out looking great, even with the loss, then you've got yourself – a reborn Shotzi, a fan base that is back behind her like they loved her at NXT, and then you can play with her and go many many different directions with her if you want to. I think that also to piggyback off of that, Ronda is still kind of only new at being a heel. She's still very new at being a heel, even though she's been booed many times throughout her time in WWE. This is really the first time where they're like letting her be a heel. And it's great. And it's great. It's so good. She's taking it like a duck to water. And bringing <laughs> Shayna along has redeemed Shayna as well in a positive way. Because certainly Shayna's been a damn good wrestler. But bringing her back into this fold has just been so smart. Absolutely. They're both like, all right, let's be bullies together yes. uh, on this main roster. And I think that Shotzi is someone who, whether people think that, that she's at that point yet in her career or not, I think that Shotzi is someone who people do like. Yes. Just as a person. Naturally. As a character. Yeah. And and like you said, that tank, dude. That tank. Tanks everything. You can't go to a WWE show, see someone come out in a cool-ass little mini tank, <laughs> hit that button. There we go. There's that tank. Yeah. Hit, hit that button. You see the tank shooting stuff in the air. It's an awesome sight. You're not going to. There's no chance that you're going to see that and not cheer yeah, for that person. Yeah. They got this cool ass green hair. Yep. They got this cool tank. They're taking care of business. And I think that if you want people to boo for Ronda Rousey more and Shayna by association, put them against someone who is a perennial babyface. Yes. Someone who is so easily cheered for. Yeah. And I think the, what you were talking about, the divide online, the divide online is happening because people want her to be better, want her to be booked better, want her, all these, want her to be on the ascendancy. So if you show that she can do that in this match, then all those people who are questioning it are going to be back on board on the Shotzi train for sure or on the Shotzi tank. That being said, my prediction here. Ronda. Ronda Rousey's Ronda Rousey's Rousey's <laughs> There's no way Ronda loses this one. We just laid out all the reasons why it would be good for Shotzi. She's tapping out. Sorry. Sorry. I love Justin Fields on the Bears, but they're going to lose those games. You know, But Justin Fields is going to play great. They're just going to lose those games. Right, oh, man. All right. This next, this next match, uh, fourth match on the show, Seth yeah. Rollins. Oh versus Austin Theory, versus Bobby Lashley. Just made official this week, United States Championship. What are you thinking here about the new Austin Theory? Uh, sorry. Oh, it's okay. okay. We got technical difficulties here with Apologize. the ear popping out. We're all good. My big, my big ear. Uh, here's, here's what I'll say. A regular old Adam Driver in the military <laughs> over here. Uh, uh, yeah, having served, yeah. Um, 
But yes, 100%, I love what's happening with Austin Theory. Love the change. You know, uh, some people rebelled against this uh, money in the bank decision and cashing it in and not winning it. I thought it was ge yet another genius move by Triple H. Yes, because they knew they were redoing his character. So the great way to redo the character is to get rid of this weight and the expectation of the money in the bank case. They've almost... Um, have him reborn now with this new approach, this new look. He even looks as swole as Cena now. I don't know when that happened. It seemed like it was overnight. And so him taking on Bobby Lashley and Rollins, this is a great way to get him over with the fans. He's had a lot of losses on his run ever since he got the case. So having him take, I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna shock the hell out of everybody in this match and be a superstar coming out of this match. This is the match that Austin Theory is gonna come out and be a superstar afterwards. I fully believe it. I agree with all those last points. Yeah. I'm loving this new version of Theory over yeah. selfie guy theory, but I do disagree heavily on one thing you said there. okay because you said you loved the money in the bank cash i did i just don't understand maybe you can help me understand here because you're good at helping me understand <laughs> what people i don't agree with are, are thinking here all right and so maybe you can help me here okay because everyone kept talking about this money in the bank like yeah. it was like an albatross on him like it was like uh, uh, some sort of thing weighting him yeah. down an anchor that he couldn't get past I don't understand that. The money in the bank lasts for a year. Yeah. Why did he have to get rid of it on the United States Championship when he could have held it for a year? And also, the money in the bank is not something that you have to just cash in on someone after a match on. Like, right. you can just say, hey, I'm going to be in the main event of WrestleMania. You don't even got to win the Royal Rumble. You don't have to win the Royal Rumble <laughs> to be in the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah. All you have to do is take that briefcase and go here so why couldn't he have just held it for a year to show that the character was confident in himself because he was losing all those matches and in losing all the matches that case was losing more and more credibility and i think in the end they just decided let's take it off his uh let's take it off of him and let him go and do his own thing and redo him and for me the idea of the case is i think he got the case too early yeah i think i think they liked having him have the case because the fans were getting behind him. But because it was too early, no one wanted him to win the belts. No one wanted him to win any of the belts. Or I don't want to say no one, but there was a significant portion of the fan base that did not want him to win the belt. So that means that case became an albatross big time. So because it became an albatross, uh, it, every single match – People were just like, oh, here we go. He's going to cash it in. He's going to cash it in. And they found new and inventive ways for him not to cash it in. Certainly the Brock Lesnar-Roman Reigns match. That was fantastic. And if he was going to cash it in, that was the moment. But eventually, I think they figured, look, it's not really working. Let's make a change here. And trust us, Austin, we'll give you this little bit of embarrassment that you didn't cash it in for a title. You didn't win it. But we are going to redo you so fans get behind you. And so when you win the belt... There's an explosion, either either good or bad, but you're going to get a massive reaction from the crowd. Instead of go-away heat, it'll be the right heat, and or if you want to go and get the face pops, you'll get the face pops. And I think that's why they did it. They realized they weren't 100% going down the right road with him with this case, and they had to get it off of him because the fans were turning on him in a, in a go-away heat type of way, not in a legitimate heat type of way. But couldn't you do this exact same thing without a stupid cash-in that made him look dumb? Like, you could just not have had him cash-in on the United States Championship and have him learn his lesson in a different way and still hold that, and that way, when his transformation is complete, yeah. and he is this person that you're referring yeah, yeah, to, yeah. this whole character that people are now into, there's not go-away heat. Right. 
then he could cash in the Money in the Bank contract. He's got a whole year. Let, let me tell you something about young men. They sometimes can be a little quick and go too, go too quickly into the situation, and they get smoked for it. And that's what happened. He was costly trying to cash this thing in. He finally cashed it in like a young man does sometimes and wasn't ready for the challenge and wasn't up for what was happening, and so he got beat. It's believable. And I think the fans were happier that he lost the cash in, and that's why you're seeing so many of them getting behind him now because he didn't cash it in at the time for a title. He blew it. And in blowing it, a lot of people know what it's like to be young and blow opportunities. So the fact that he's getting a second opportunity, I think somehow subconsciously the fan base gets behind him seeing what he's doing with it. And I think Austin Theory is rising to the challenge big time over the last few weeks with this new change. Well, I don't like this ageist take of <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> do you think that uh, it kind of feels like Bobby Lashley's turning heel and Seth Rollins yes. is turning face? Right, 100%. 100%. Bobby, heel, uh, Bobby uh, is absolutely, Lashley's absolutely turning heel for sure. Just the way, I mean, he destroyed Mustafa Ali just for sitting there with his ribs broken. Just for <laughs> he got, Mustafa Ali. He, he totally saw Mustafa get thrown into him and he still destroyed him. It wasn't his fault. And so he's just destroying everybody. And so that's going to turn him into a heel, which is going to bring about the hurt business. That's my particular, I mean. It has to be going on. that way, right? They're, they're winking at it like they were winking at it for Bray Wyatt coming back. I, it's totally happening. I feel the same. I, that's a great way of wording it. It's right? definitely the same way. of It, it feels very Bray Wyatt-esque yeah. where it was like, okay, you better believe. You you know this is Bray Wyatt we're talking about, everybody. He's <laughs> exactly. clearly coming back. Yeah. Uh, and I, I absolutely, because it's like, Oh, Cedric Alexander's randomly on yeah. Raw again. Shelton, Shelton Benjamin's Benjamin. randomly like taking L's, taking L's, <laughs> and then you're like, Bobby Lashley's pissed. Yeah, uh, you know. And so, I do you think okay if they re if they reunite the Hurt Business? Okay. And my producer, I didn't tell her this one, so we don't have a lower oh, third. Oh damn! But if they reunite the the Hurt Business, yeah. Where does Omos stand in that? Is he part of the new Hurt Business? That could be interesting. Or is he turned face against them? I don't. That's a great point because. Does Lashley make the overture to MVP to get MVP over to his side and bring almost, and then you reunite almost with uh, Bobby Lashley, then you've got a 2022 version or 2023 version of the Nation of Domination. Then you've got that kind of legacy there with all of those gentlemen together as a faction, and you can't help but have shades of the Nation of Domination. I think it's genius. And who... Who was around when the Nation of Domination was formed? The man Triple H. So, you know, it makes sense for him to walk this path yet again. Bringing all those guys together, I think, would be fantastic if they make that route. Because I can't tell if Omos is part of the group. Who's going to beat Lashley versus... Who's going to beat Lashley and Omos as a tag team? That's definitely a force right there. That's Kane and Undertaker all over again. And I think much in, much like the way it helped Cedric Alexander initially as someone who needed that yes. support and advice and attachment with with these guys, I think it could help Omos a lot. 100%. You know, he needs it. He yeah. needs something to do to be a part of right now. Yeah. And kind of being involved in Bobby Lashley feuds rather than a bunch of his own feuds. Right. He's kind of like the final stop, the giant that you don't want to have put up against you. Makes a lot yeah. of sense. And don't discount the fact that he destroyed Gargano the other night. That's on purpose. Yep. That's on purpose to reacquaint yourselves with the devastation of Omos. So that could be, the, all these pieces could be moving into place. People will be very happy. And if the Judgment Day OC stuff is over, who's going to be, uh, I mean, OC may need a new faction to be fighting against. Here we go. Yeah. That being said, 
Uh, I think Seth Rollins is taking this one. My prediction here on this one is Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. I think that Seth Rollins is one of those, like, you know, if you're looking at it as like a a chessboard, I think yeah. Seth Rollins is one of, is like his Triple H's king. You know, he loves kind of having that be his, his centerpiece right there yeah. for Monday Night Raw right now. And it seems like he wants Monday Night Raw to be the Seth Rollins show. SmackDown is the Roman Reigns show. And I think with that being said, if you're continuing to go down this path, if you want to, Keep you know making Austin Theory a badass. I think you you can still do that by having him and not by not having him take the pin here in yeah. this match. Lashley takes the pin and it furthers getting to the hurt business. Look, he's the Monday Night Messiah, so I absolutely understand what you're saying. But Ryan said, let me tell you why you're wrong. It's going to be Austin Theory. Austin Theory is going to come in here. This is the ascension. This is the cash in that never happened for the title. He is going to come in. He is going to shock the world and win this thing because I think Lashley is going to get too aggressive, take out Rollins, and he's going to go to A-Town. That's what I think is going to happen. And uh, and uh, Austin Theory is going to beat Lashley of all people. I think that's why they set them up fighting on Raw because that's who he's going to pin to get that title off of Rollins. And Rollins, like his uh, like Triple H, his, uh, his buddy there, uh, they both don't need titles to be over with the fans. They are good either way. And I think they're going to end up setting him up against Rollins again down the road. That's and more of a firm babyface Rollins yes, too. More firm baby, and he's and that's when Rollins is and that's when Reigns rather is going to use the belt, uh, lose the belt. I think Rollins is going to be the one that takes the belt off Reigns not, down the road. Not Cody. Not Cody. You think Rollins is going to be the one? Yeah. Everyone thinks it's Cody. I think it's going to be. Uh, Rollins. I think it's one of the two. Yeah. I definitely think it's one of the two because right. these are de- those are definitely the two that are being set up yeah. for that. Yeah. Uh, I'll be honest. I'm gonna be so pissed if that happens. If Theory <laughs> wins, oh, not because I don't like Theory, because I'll be like, what was the point of the failed cash in if he was just gonna be the United States champion anyways? Mm-hmm. All right, I had to get that out. <laughs> All right, John, we're okay. on the last match here. Do it. Men's War Games match, the Bloodline. Roman Reigns, Jimmy Uso, Jey Uso, Sami Zayn, Solo Sokoa versus Sheamus, Butch, Ridge Holland, Drew McIntyre, and Kevin Owens. This is big meaty men slapping meat, Ryan. <laughs> this is going to be a meat fest for sure. <laughs> this is going to be a cage full of meat, no question. I think the big X factor heading into this match, because yeah. Kevin Owens was the fifth member yes. that was revealed yeah. on SmackDown last week, and I think that ever since... Sami Zayn became the honorary use. Ever since he started doing things with the bloodline, the big assumption from everybody was that this was going to lead to something with Kevin Owens and the yeah. bloodline as well. This was a small piece of the puzzle that was going to lead us there. But then the honorary use thing exploded. Mm-hmm. He became oh he became one of the most popular people oh. in WWE, and they had to prolong things. But now we're here. We're at the War Games match. We got Kevin Owens. So the big question, will Sami Zayn side with the bloodline? Or Kevin Owens? Oh, no. He's staying with the bloodline. I think Sammy is either going to eat the pin or uh, and save Jay or vice versa. He's going to sacrifice Jay to the pin so he doesn't get pinned. Because remember, he's been the one going at Jay like, what did I do wrong now? What do you want from me? Even though he's cracking him up all the time. Poor Jay. Doing his Jimmy Fallon. It's the best. But like, so you're seeing this whole situation here. And I think 100% that it's going to be either Sammy taking the pin or... 
or he's going to make sure Jay takes the pin. So he, in a way, tries to move into position to be the Jay in that whole combination, the bloodline, to try to maybe move Jay out of the bloodline. And I think that's what's eventually going to lead to the bloodline turning on uh, Sammy, because you don't mess with the family. You don't mess with the family. And I think that's what's going to... This is this is where the uh, Sammy Zayn leaving the bloodline storyline starts. This is where it starts in this I, match. This is absolutely where it starts. Yeah, yeah. But I almost wonder, because I thought, man, this whole time, I thought that there was basically going to be a moment where... Jay is holding Kevin Owens in the corner. Because this is what I thought it was going to lead to this okay. whole time. Where Jay is holding Kevin Owens in the corner right. for Sammy, telling him to hit the Huluva oh. King. And Sammy can't do it Ooh. on Kevin. And that's instead good. runs and does it on Jay. The place explodes. And that's when Sammy turns on, Sammy turns on the bloodline. Wow. Kevin Owens gets the pin. And then we start le- going towards that route. Because I know everyone thinks it's going to be this beat down on Sami Zayn yes. where the bloodline beats him down but because he's become such a big he's gotten over so much as this honorary ooze character right. that I almost think if he is the one who turns and he leads us back to that conversation he had with Roman Reigns that first time where he talks about how he goes into places and he tap dances all over people's minds but he's really the one who's That's in control true. and we find out that Sami manipulated mm. the bloodline this whole time and that Jay was right about him this whole time. All right. And then that actually does create some more dissension between Jay and Roman, who are already kind of having some dissension right now. But look, I mean, he's so over right now. What would get him into the stratosphere is if the bloodline turns on him and absolutely decimates him. You don't him think him turning Kevin Owens- on Roman Reigns would would be way more? I don't. I think that has a danger to undercut Roman a little bit, and I think that's why I don't think they want to do it. Look, I like your logic. I like the logic of him hold, of him, of of uh, Kevin Owens holding Jay for Sammy and Sammy doing the kick on on Jay. I think he'll do it on Owens instead. I think that's what's going to happen in the long run. He's going to do it on Owens, but it's, it's not going to lead to the pin, but I think he's going to do it on Owens because you're just starting bringing Kevin back. You've got to spend more time building up the fact that Kevin is frustrated that Sammy is still doing this. He made an allusion to it in his promo, yep. but I don't think it's strong enough just yet because he is so over right now as an honorary ooze. There is so much um, comedic material to be mined here. To turn on it now, I think, would be a mistake. I, I do understand that because I do think that, you know, when I had talked about that previously, before this honorary who stuff yeah, yeah, got yeah. over so much, I think that it, 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 you're right in that respect. And I think that I thought they were going to kind of pick on yeah. Sammy a little more to kind of make him want to do that, to right, embarrass right. Sammy a little more. Turn they haven't like really embarrassed him. No, they haven't. If They've anything, embraced he's embraced him. him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely embraced him. Uh, so then, okay, you think... You think okay? Fi- let's get your final prediction here. Yeah, yeah. What, what's your final prediction here? I, I think my I think uh, um, I think the bloodline loses, and I don't think it's going to be Roman who takes the pin. You don't let Roman get pinned. Somehow he gets taken out. Somehow he's not involved with the pinning. But I think it's either Jay or Sammy who eats the pin, as I said earlier. So I think the brawling brutes team. I think they're the ones that ends up winning. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, I think you've kind of. Hmm. No, oh. I've been very. I've been struggling on this one <laughs> I because I can Fair. see both arguments. Of course. I think that, in my opinion, like with a war games match, you want to have a team that's kind of associated with the match, right? 
to some degree. Fair point. Like we had Undisputed Era. There was the Four Horsemen before that. Yes. And I think this does does need to be the Bloodlines match. Okay. But I do think that like Sheamus, Kevin Owens, Drew McIntyre do gain more yeah. out of winning this match. <laughs> and I and I think that also you would think that we hadn't talked about the predictions ahead of time. No, I, like I, that I always struggle with my own predictions because now you just talked me out of so many things, and you made me you made me reassess all the thoughts <laughs> I had before. Well, here's what I'll say. Yeah, I think that. Hmm. <laughs> let me let me let me fill in the space so you can think about it. Okay. Here. You you make great points in terms of the fact that it can go either way. Because how many times have we thought as wrestling fans, this is the match. Rollins, uh, Reigns is totally losing here. The bloodline is finally losing here, and it hasn't happened. How many times have we been swerved? Brock Lesnar brought out a damn uh, whatever that is to lift the ring up to try to destroy him, uh, uh, a bulldozer, whatever the hell that was, a, a lifter there, and still wasn't enough to stop Reigns. He had to throw half the ring on top of him to finally pin him or half of the arena. And so we've thought that many times. I think this is the one time where they will actually lose. Because if you're going to start the Sami Zayn separating from the bloodline stuff, you've got to have the bloodline take a loss here and start to question things. What's wrong? Roman Reigns do an assessment of his company. What is wrong with my company that they didn't get the job done against these guys? You know, my roundup show I talked about, I think there's a good chance the bloodline could lose this match. But yeah. the more I think about it, the more I talk, the more I hear what you're saying, <laughs> I think that... If we're not quite there yet, yeah. if the story has to take a few months to get us to WrestleMania so that we eventually get the Usos versus Kevin and Sammy yeah. for the tag titles. Yeah. I actually like your scenario better of Sammy somehow making Jay Uso be the one who takes the pin. Mm. And that does starting to lead down the path. But I think he does it in a way where it looks shady. Like yes. he might have been trying to help the other team. Right. And seek like Kevin Owens specifically, but it backfires. Right. And we start going down that path. So because of that, I'm saying the bloodline. Oh, wow. You I'm, th okay. I'm choosing the bloodline the here. The bloodline to win. The bloodline to win. Wow, 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 wow. I'm, okay. I'm choosing the bloodline to win. It's a great choice. They, they have not lost for so long. Yeah, even though I think Jey Uso and Sammy would have made sense, I think that I think Sammy's going to try to – I worded that wrong. I think yeah. Sammy's going to try – he's going to try to – something's going to backfire, but I still think that it's going to cause the bloodline to win. Okay. I worded that weird in, my, in that last segment, in that last little part right there. Right. I made it sound like I was going to say the other team, but I, I do think that, that Sammy will do something to make the other team lose, but it, it will be like he was trying to help – the other oh, team and it'll backfire. I see. So you it'll know? look like he was trying to help the brawling brutes. Yes. But in the, the end, it didn't work. And then they still got the pin, and, and then it kind of takes us down that path. Oh, so Sammy could be like, oh, I didn't. And then I, what I was trying. Yeah. Like, I, what do yeah. you mean? You know, and then we can kind of like slowly get the dissension starting to build because yeah, it's going to take a few months to get there. Right. You're making a good argument there of like, we're not quite at the same turn yet. Not yet. Not yet. No. So having it build, oh, I see what you're saying. So then they, so Sam has got to defend himself constantly to these guys. He's like, back what do you mean? I'm the again. Use. Like, what do you right, mean? And eventually right. that leads to him helping Kevin Owens uh, down yeah. the line and something like Jay that. Jay could even be involved. Yes. Right? Something that's like how that. Jay gets redeemed back in the family. Because I think I you told need, you. you need to have the bloodline, this yeah. be their match. Yeah, yeah. It should be their match so that if you're going to do this every year, right. for now you can expect that. The bloodline's going to be in it. Because okay. bloodline's, I don't think, fully breaking up. Maybe Sammy getting kicked out. No, Sammy gets kicked out. But I don't think the yeah. blood's going to break up. No, you wouldn't do that. Not yet. Yeah. They're no. not losing steam, for God's sakes. If anything, they're picking it up.
Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, John, we've reached the end here. That's the end of our prediction show. Time flies when we're talking wrestling with each other. I really Always. did enjoy doing this again with you. It's been too long, Thanks, bud. and it felt Get nice up. getting to shoot our ideas back and forth here. I always love our chemistry. And we turned each we other here. around on a couple we of did. You we did. You turned me around. That's pretty good. That's we good. both turned each other we, around. That's I feel good. like we've grown a little bit yeah. here. What the hell? You well, <laughs> In time. In time. In time. Yeah. You know, when you miss someone, you're like, oh, yeah, good point. Eventually, we're going to start arguing again. Yeah, yeah. If we get it's, to do more of it's these. It's not dessert yet at Thanksgiving, but that's coming. That's coming between us for sure. <laughs> Make sure you guys go check out John Roca's channel, Outlaw Nation channel. He's also the host of Strong Style Live. Great guy. Lots of good takes there. So make sure you're following movie news, not just wrestling, movie news, the Outlaw Nation channel. Check it out. Thank you. Finally, in closing here to wrap up this Survivor Series prediction show, I want to answer questions from you guys, the fans, the people who watch and listen to this podcast. So I went to social media, tweeted out, tweeted out asking you guys for questions, and we got some really good responses, so we're going to highlight two of them. The first one is from Aaron Finney. Finney755, he asks, given how long Roman Reigns has been champion, it really feels like for him to lose and not lose momentum, it'll have to be a non-clean victory for someone else. Who do you guys see being that guy to dethrone him, and how long do you think it is before they allow that? Now, we actually already discussed this on the show a little bit, but to kind of piggyback off of that conversation, you already heard what Roka thinks. You already heard that he thinks it's going to be Seth Rollins, and I think it's going to be Cody Rhodes. And I would say, personally, that it has to be a clean victory. You got to do a clean victory at this point. With Roman Reigns having this long of a reign with him, being a champion for what? How I forget how many days it's been now, but it's been a lot of them. If he loses that title in a non-clean fashion, it ruins the whole thing. This has all been building up to technically put someone else over two down the line. And I think that Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins are absolutely the front runners. If I had to guess, my prediction of what I think is going to happen, I think Cody Rhodes comes back at the Royal Rumble, goes to WrestleMania, and beats Roman Reigns for the title at WrestleMania. I feel like Roke is probably in the background are you mad at me for saying that. He thinks it's going to be Seth Rollins still. But really, like I think that it was already set up. Cody Rhodes, when he came back, came out, and he said that winning the title is why he came back. He needs to win the WWE Championship, the Universal Championship, the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. He needs that title and he deserves to be that champion. There's, if there's anyone in the company that you can put that title on and have lead into a new generation, absolutely can be Cody Rhodes. He literally started another company, and it's still a viable thing without him. So I think that Cody Rhodes, to me, makes the most sense as someone who can beat Roman Reigns for the title in a clean fashion, and nobody loses anything from it. Roman Reigns loses nothing by losing clean to someone finally. He hasn't lost in years. He has to lose clean to someone when he loses that title. Otherwise, the person's not going to gain what they should from beating the head of the table. All right, let's go to the next question. Next, this is a fun one. It says, uh, it's from Eloy Tiharina? It's at Soy Alloy. That's easier to say. Uh, what is the next WCW traditional pay-per-view or match that WCW, WWE should slash will bring back? So there's a lot that I like. I love WCW. Um, I think 
I don't know if it's necessarily like a traditional one they did like tons of times, but there's one WCW match that I think should be brought into a new generation, and that's the triple cage match. The triple cage was tight, dude. The triple cage was sick. It was a hell in a cell with a cage on top of it and a cage on top of that with the title up there. That's such a cool concept. The triple cage match was sick. I think, obviously, you can look at something like Bash at the Beach or you can talk about, I don't know, uh, World War Three. Those are also viable, but... You've seen other companies now do Bash the Beach-like shows. I think that the with the World War Three, it's a lot. Three rings, too many people. We already have the Royal Rumble. And yes, you're going to say, Ryan, we've got a ton of cage matches in WWE too. But I just think that the Triple Cage is such a scary figure. Like If you look at the Hell in a Cell and then you have cages on top of that, that's like a scary sight. War Games is cool. Two cages next to each other, also cool. But man, Triple Cage on top of each other, that'd be sick. Bring that back to WWE. All right, I'm done here. That's it. We're officially done with this Survivor Series prediction show. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. Once again, thank you so much to John Roca from the Outlaw Nation channel and Strong Style Live. It's my boy. Got him back here. Stoked to be able to chat with him about wrestling again. Uh, if you guys like the show, let people know. If you like seeing Roca on here, let the people know, spread the word that Roca and I are back together. The Outlaw and Ryan Satin reunited. Make sure you guys let people know. All right, before I get out of here, though, got a little bit of house cleaning to do. Make sure that if you're watching this, you subscribe to the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. That's where you can find clips from Raw and SmackDown every week. You can find my show, Out of Character with Ryan Satin, every Wednesday morning where I interview a WWE superstar, legend, on-air talent, WWE-adjacent person. Interview them every week. Talk about who they are as a person. So make sure that you're watching that on Wednesdays in the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. Subscribe. Click that little button. The, the videos go live. They go, they get up early, so you can click the little bell and even get notified when they go live. So really, make sure you check out the WWE on Fox YouTube channel and subscribe to it. And lastly, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast feed as well. Out of Character with Ryan Satin. You get Out of Character interviews every week, but also Ron Smackdown Roundup podcasts. Audio only. We're breaking those shows down segment by segment. And if you are enjoying those, if you already are listening to those, leave a review. I appreciate it very much. It helps us helps us get seen by more people. It helps people know that we got good takes on there. And for those of you who are leaving the reviews, I appreciate it very much. I read them on the Raw and SmackDown Roundup podcast. Oh, and also make sure you follow WWE on Fox on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and also TikTok. I'm also on that Hive app now, Hive whatever, at Ryan Satin there as well. Okay, I got it all out. All right, that's it. I'm done. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time, I'm Ryan Satin, and this has been a Survivor Series prediction show.